I know, I know. It's just what everybody was asking for, right? Another Celtics podcast. Sorry. Well, you know, it's 2020. Can't enjoy anything else, so I hope you enjoy this. The Green Line Celtics podcast. Here we go. Alright, so welcome in. You're listening to the Green Line Celtics podcast. This is just going to serve as a little taster, a little appetizer for what the podcast is going to bring this year. We're going to talk season expectations, preseason games, hot takes for the season on our first episode coming up later this week. But today we just wanted to give you a little feel for what the conversation is going to be like. So since there isn't a lot of NBA content to break down, let's just talk about the top 100 list that ESPN published earlier this week and more so the top 10 because we have some issues. First overall is LeBron James. I wholeheartedly agree. Might be one of the only Celtics fans in the world that actually likes LeBron. Uh, do you have any issues with this, Tyler? Yeah, I think LeBron clearly has to be number one. If I'm being honest, I think last year during the regular season, I was trying to make an argument for some other players. But then, you know, stupid Tyler, postseason LeBron's just a different animal. And you know what? You win it all. You're the best player on the championship team. You have the pedigree. Maybe as a regular season player, he's not number one. But in a seven-game series, I think it's a no-doubter. His regular season was not that bad either. It's not like he completely sat it out like, you know, Kawhi or Paul George. Like, you, he still led the NBA in assists for somebody who's six foot ten. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's like some scrub during the regular season, but I think he just defers a lot more. And then here's the thing with LeBron is like, you know, when he wants to be, he's one of the beast defenders in the league and like, you know, an all-caliber defense kind of guy. And... I mean, that Rocket series, he was, like, legitimately a rim protector, but the effort on the defensive end is obviously different in the postseason than than the regular season. And, look, LeBron idles at, like, 25 and 9 assists and 7 boards. That's why he's so great. But I think, like, the defensive impact is night and day from regular season versus postseason. So, uh, yeah, he's not some scrub. They're the number one seed in the West for a reason, but you know, no, no qualms with him being number one. So we're both in agreement on him at number one. I know this next one, we're going to have some disagreements. Also a defensive beast. Also a big part of that championship run. Also a Los Angeles Laker. Anthony Davis is number two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to go off on this. This is the dumbest ranking I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Anthony, can I just go? I'm just going to do it. Just go. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis has never led a team to anything. I know the Pelicans weren't exactly like the deepest roster, 3 through 15, but there were some decent players that he played with. And, you know, Drew Holiday is a good player. I know Miritich isn't exactly going to be someone you, like, bang the drums on. But, like, if you're a top five player, and maybe you can argue that, like, Anthony Davis now isn't Anthony Davis then, but he's never led his team to anything ever. Maybe one second-round exit, and then his team barely even makes the postseason, like, 90% of the time as a leader. Anthony Davis is a great player. I would argue like he's probably the best number two player like of all time. Like, but if he's the best player on your team, you're not going to be that great of a team if every other player on the team is worse. And you and I disagree on this, and maybe this is a hot take, but Nikola Jokic is all the way at number ten. You, I'm convinced that if you put Anthony Davis on the Nuggets, the Nuggets are worse. And no, no, uh, that's not what you said to me. You said they wouldn't even make the playoffs. 
yeah, that was maybe a little bit of a hot take. But I, and, and I'm sorry to all my Nuggets fans friends. My best friends are from Colorado. That Nuggets roster is full of a bunch of average players. Like, you know, like Paul Millsap's an average player. Monte Morris is an average player. Jamal Murray obviously went off, took it to another level. But the Nuggets have been like an elite team for two years. I think they were the one seed in the West the year before. Jokic is the the straw that stirs the drinks there. He makes everyone around him better. Funnily enough, he kind of reminds me of, of LeBron in some ways offensively in the sense that he's a catalyst, he's efficient, you know, he, he kind of is a, he can take over games when it matters, obviously defensively has has his issues, but he makes players better in a way Anthony Davis does not. So yeah, maybe the Nuggets are a borderline playoff team, but the point is, is I think they're significantly worse if AD is their best player. So I don't get how you can put him at number two. You have guys like Giannis and, and Doncic and Kawhi who have uh, like a ton of regular season success or postseason success as the best players on the best teams. Anthony Davis played with LeBron. LeBron is the perfect complement for Anthony Davis. Pick and roll. You're the best pick and roll passer in the league. But when LeBron sits and Anthony Davis is leading a team on the court, look at their ratings. It's not that great. When but and and when LeBron sits, the team like completely crumbles. Like it, it's it's a joke. Davis at two is a joke. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I I just gotta stick up for Anthony Davis a little bit. I think you're holding some criminally bad Pelicans rosters against him. Uh, let's not forget, like, the biggest free agent that joined him in New Orleans was probably Omer Ashik. Um, so, I, look, hey, the Nuggets would 100% make the playoffs if they, if they had Anthony Davis over Jokic. I do think Anthony Davis is better than Jokic, even just, uh, like, for what he contributes defensively. But I, I'll agree, two is a little high for a guy who's number two on his own team. Or Anthony Davis, okay, they make the playoffs, the Nuggets do, with him as their best player. Are they as good? With him instead of Jokic. Well, I mean... Or, or better. Yeah, they're worse. They're, they're worse, but that's, you know, that's a function of the team that was built around Jokic because he's a different type of player. Yeah, he's a player that makes other people better. Jokic also would have been out in five games in the first round to the Jazz had Jamal Murray not gotten, like, hotter than anyone's yeah. ever gotten in the last 20 Jokic, years. Jokic also led the Clippers Nuggets series in points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. In yeah, a series a, with Kawhi and Jamal Murray. So a series where they were also down three to one games. Well, you know what? I forgot that series were best of four or first <laughs> of three wins. So fair enough. Okay, moving along. Uh, the next three are Giannis, Doncic, and Kawhi. I think a little bit too much love for Doncic. I still need to see it on the defensive end. I still need to see it in the postseason. Of course, that team was pretty hamstrung against the Clippers. Um, but I would I would give Kawhi the nod over Doncic here, and I have no problem with Giannis uh, leading that pack. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, that, you know, small quibble. Obviously, Luca's legit, but uh, I have Kawhi, then Giannis, then Luca. Um, I think the Kawhi versus Giannis argument. Maybe I'm holding on to that Raptors Bucks series two years ago, but Kawhi kind of shut down Giannis. Obviously, he's getting older and he might be uh, regressing. But in a seven game series. I'd go Kawhi, Giannis, Luca. Luca's a star, um, but I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's my two cents there. I'd even drop Luca below a couple people on this list because Kevin Durant comes in at number six, and I like Durant better than Luca as well. Seven is Damian Lillard. We can talk about that in a sec. Eight is Steph Curry. I might be like a Curry fanboy, but. I think Curry's way too low on this list. And, he, of course, it could be 
factoring in all of the injuries he's had, but I would take Curry over Doncic if I had one season to go win a championship. Yeah, and, and this might be a discussion for another day, but I think Steph's like the most criminally underrated superstar. Obviously, totally he's won back-to-back MVPs. And and you're going to hear throughout this discussions, I'm big on off on off stats, you know, impact stats. And even with Durant on the Warriors, when Curry sat, they were significantly worse than when Durant sat. And I think Steph, a lot of his value shows up in those kind of stats, but maybe not the box score. So we'd all agree we'd probably take would what's your stance on Durant via Luke versus uh, Luca? Would you take Durant or Luca? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because Durant post-Achilles could be very different than Durant pre-Achilles. I mean, my gut instinct is that Durant's going to be the guy that I would take over Luka. Um, but really, the bi- the biggest issue I see is Lillard, then Steph, then Harden. Is I don't get how you could say Lillard is better than Steph or or definitely not better than Harden. I mean, that that's a joke to me. I know Lillard went, like, super nuts. Um in the bubble, but like Steph is just, that's what Steph is like all the time. Like I saw some stat that was like, uh, Steph's worst year from like effective field goal percentage after his fourth year in the league was, is better than Lillard's best. Like it's, it's, it's not a comparison. Lillard is nice for an Instagram clip, like every once in a while. But if there's any GM out there that would take Lillard over Curry, like, they deserve to lose their job. And I agree. Yeah. Harden should be up there. And give me Jokic over Lillard, too. Since we're only looking at the top 10, we'd both agree that we'd put Lillard at 10. And just to sign off real quickly, because this is a Celtics show, just outside the top 10, Jason Tatum was 11. That feels a little too high for me. Uh, no. That seems... I mean, that's about where I'd have him. That seems uh, about right. Talking about underrated superstars and on-off impact players, I think Tatum... I mean, maybe it's, you know, he's in that range. I'm not going to bicker about him being 11, but I think even by Celtics fans, I don't think we realize how good he is and how good he's going to be. So I think you'll be hard-pressed to find a bigger Tatum fan than I am. I think he's at 11, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the top 10 comfortably and almost borderline unanimously by the end of the year. Well, that's a little glimpse into what you're going to get out of this show because I am the eternal pessimist. I hate everyone on the Celtics. I want to fire Brad. And Tyler will give you the opposite opinion that Tatum is a unanimous top three player by much. <laughs> yeah, so that's you what you're going to get. Uh, we're going to try to record every Sunday. First episode coming out this Sunday. Like I said before, we're going to talk about the preseason games, some projections for the year over under win total. Hint, hint. I'm going to suggest we go under the win total. Uh, this team's going to be bad. And we'll be here through Whoa. it the whole way. <laughs> You think we're gonna? I mean, bad's a joke, but uh, I might be on. I might be in on the under as well, believe it or not. But we'll talk. We'll talk about that. All right, sounds good.